Part Two, Chapters Three and Four of the Kama Sutra. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain and is read by Mark Smith of Simpsonville, South Carolina. The Kama Sutra by Vatsyayana, Part Two, Chapter Three, on Kissing. It is said by some that there is no fixed time or order between the embrace, the kiss, and the pressing or scratching with the nails or fingers, but that all these things should be done generally before sexual union takes place, while striking and making the various sounds generally takes place at the time of the union. Vatsyayana, however, thinks that anything may take place at any time, for love does not care for time or order. On the occasion of the first congress, kissing and the other things mentioned above should be done moderately. They should not be continued for a long time, and should be done alternately. On subsequent occasions, however, the reverse of all this may take place, and moderation will not be necessary. They may continue for a long time, and for the purpose of kindling love, they may all be done at the same time. The following are the places for kissing, that is, the forehead, the eyes, the cheeks, the throat, the bosom, the breasts, the lips, and the interior of the mouth. Moreover, the people of the Lat country kiss also on the following places, the joints of the thighs, the arms, and the navel. But Vatsyayana thinks that though kissing is practiced by these people in the above places on account of the intensity of their love, and the customs of their country, it is not fit to be practiced by all. Now in a case of a young girl there are three sorts of kisses. The nominal kiss, the throbbing kiss, the touching kiss. 1. When a girl only touches the mouth of her lover with her own, but does not herself do anything, it is called the nominal kiss. 2. When a girl, setting aside her bashfulness a little, wishes to touch the lip that is pressed into her mouth, and with that object moves her lower lip, but not the upper one, it is called the throbbing kiss. 3. When a girl touches her lover's lip with her tongue, and having shut her eyes, places her hands on those of her lover, it is called the touching kiss. Other authors describe four other kinds of kisses, the straight kiss, the bent kiss, the turned kiss, the pressed kiss. 1. When the lips of two lovers are brought into direct contact with each other, it is called a straight kiss. 2. When the heads of two lovers are bent towards each other, and when so bent, kissing takes place, it is called a bent kiss. 3. When one of them turns up the face of the other by holding the head and chin, and then kissing, it is called a turned kiss. 4. Lastly, when the lower lip is pressed with much force, it is called a pressed kiss. There is also a fifth kind of kiss called the greatly pressed kiss, which is effected by taking hold of the lower lip between two fingers, and then after touching it with the tongue, pressing it with great force with the lip. As regards kissing, a wager may be laid as to which will get hold of the lips of the other first. If the woman loses, she should pretend to cry, should keep her lover off by shaking her hands, and turn away from him and dispute with him, saying, Let another wager be laid. If she loses this a second time, she should appear doubly distressed, and when her lover is off his guard or asleep, 
she should get hold of his lower lip, and hold it in her teeth, so that it should not slip away, and then she should laugh, make a loud noise, deride him, dance about, and say whatever she likes in a joking way, moving her eyebrows and rolling her eyes. Such are the wagers and quarrels, as far as kissing is concerned, but the same may be applied with regard to the pressing or scratching with the nails and fingers, biting and striking. All these, however, are only peculiar to men and women of intense passion. When a man kisses the upper lip of a woman, while she in return kisses his lower lip, it is called the kiss of the upper lip. When one of them takes both the lips of the other between his or her own, it is called a clasping kiss. A woman, however, only takes this kind of kiss from a man who has no moustache. And on the occasion of this kiss, if one of them touches the teeth, the tongue, and the palate of the other, with his or her tongue, it is called the fighting of the tongue. In the same way, the pressing of the teeth of the one against the mouth of the other is to be practised. Kissing is of four kinds, moderate, contracted, pressed, and soft, according to the different parts of the body which are kissed, for different kinds of kisses are appropriate for different parts of the body. When a woman looks at the face of her lover while he is asleep, and kisses it to show her intention or desire, it is called a kiss that kindles love. When a woman kisses her lover while he is engaged in business, or while he is quarrelling with her, or while he is looking at something else, so that his mind may be turned away, it is called a kiss that turns away. When a lover coming home late at night kisses his beloved, who is asleep or in bed, in order to show her his desire, it is called a kiss that awakens. On such an occasion the woman may pretend to be asleep at the time of her lover's arrival, so that she may know his intention and obtain respect from him. When a person kisses the reflection of the person he loves in a mirror, in water, or on a wall, it is called a kiss showing the intention. When a person kisses a child sitting on his lap, or a picture, or an image, or figure, in the presence of the person beloved by him, it is called a transferred kiss. When at night, at a theatre, or in an assembly of cast men, a man coming up to a woman kisses a finger of her hand if she be standing, or a toe of her foot if she be sitting, or when a woman is shampooing her lover's body, places her face on his thigh, as if she was sleepy, so as to inflame his passion, and kisses his thigh or great toe, it is called a demonstrative kiss. There is also a verse on the subject as follows. Whatever things may be done by one of the lovers to the other, the same should be returned by the other. That is, if the woman kisses him, he should kiss her in return. If she strikes him, he should also strike her in return. CHAPTER Four, ON PRESSING, OR MARKING, OR SCRATCHING WITH THE NAILS When love becomes intense, pressing with the nails or scratching the body with them is practised, and it is done on the following occasions. On the first visit, at the time of setting out on a journey, on the return from a journey, at the time when an angry lover is reconciled, and lastly, when the woman is intoxicated. But pressing with the nails is not a usual thing except with those who are intensely passionate, that is, full of passion. It is employed together with biting by those to whom the practice is agreeable. 
Pressing with the nails is of the eight following kinds, according to the forms of the marks which are produced. 1. Sounding. 2. Half-moon. 3. A circle. 4. A line. 5. A tiger's nail or claw. 6. A peacock's foot. 7. The jump of a hare. 8. The leaf of a blue lotus. The places that are to be pressed with the nails are as follows. The armpit, the throat, the breasts, the lips, the jagana, or middle parts of the body, and the thighs. But Suvarnanabya is of opinion that when the impetuosity of passion is excessive, then the places need not be considered. The qualities of good nails are that they should be bright, well-set, clean, entire, convex, soft and glossy in appearance. Nails are of three kinds according to their size, small, middling, large. Large nails, which give grace to the hands and attract the hearts of women from their appearance, are possessed by the Bengalese. Small nails, which can be used in various ways, and are to be applied only with the object of giving pleasure, are possessed by the people of the southern districts. Middling nails, which contain the properties of both the above kinds, belong to the people of the Maharashtra. 1. When a person presses the chin, the breasts, the lower lip, or the jagana of another so softly that no scratch or mark is left, but only the hair on the body becomes erect from the touch of the nails, and the nails themselves make a sound, it is called a sounding or pressing with the nails. This pressing is used in the case of a young girl when her lover shampoos her, scratches her head, and wants to trouble or frighten her. 2. The curved mark with the nails, which is impressed on the neck and the breasts, is called the half-moon. 3. When the half-moons are impressed opposite to each other, it is called a circle. This mark with the nails is generally made on the navel, the small cavities about the buttocks, and on the joints of the thigh. 4. A mark in the form of a small line, and which can be made on any part of the body, is called a line. 5. This same line, when it is curved and made on the breast, is called a tiger's nail. 6. When a curved mark is made on the breast by means of the five nails, it is called a peacock's foot. This mark is made with the object of being praised, for it requires a great deal of skill to make it properly. 7. When five marks with the nails are made close to one another near the nipple of the breast, it is called the jump of a hare. 8. A mark made on the breast or on the hips in the form of a leaf of the blue lotus is called the leaf of a blue lotus. When a person is going on a journey and makes a mark on the thighs or on the breast, it is called a token of remembrance. On such an occasion, three or four lines are impressed close to one another with the nails. Here ends the marking with the nails. Marks of other kinds than the above may also be made with the nails, for the ancient authors say that as there are innumerable degrees of skill among men, the practice of this art being known to all, so there are innumerable ways of making these marks. And as pressing or marking with the nails is independent of love, no one can say with certainty how many different kinds of marks with the nails do actually exist. The reason of this is, Vatsyayana says, 
that as variety is necessary in love, so love is to be produced by means of variety. It is on this account that courtesans, who are well acquainted with various ways and means, become so desirable, for if variety is sought in all the arts and amusements, such as archery and others, how much more should it be sought after in the present case? The marks of the nails should not be made on married women, but particular kinds of marks may be made on their private parts for the remembrance and increase of love. There are also some verses on the subject as follows. The love of a woman who sees the marks of nails on the private parts of her body, even though they are old and almost worn out, becomes again fresh and new. If there be no marks of nails to remind a person of the passages of love, then love is lessened in the same way as when no union takes place for a long time. Even when a stranger sees at a distance a young woman with the marks of nails on her breast, he is filled with love and respect for her. Footnote. From this it would appear that in ancient times the breasts of women were not covered, and this is seen in the painting of the Ajunta and other caves, where we find that the breasts of even royal ladies and others are exposed. End of footnote. A man, also, who carries the marks of nails and teeth on some parts of his body, influences the mind of a woman, even though it be ever so firm. In short, nothing tends to increase love so much as the effects of marking with the nails, and biting. End of chapter 4